Hi, this is post-recording Natalia, just for pre-recording, pre-listening viewers. Um, we did have a bit of a technical issue in this episode, so uh, some audio is a little sketchy, but listen anyway, because it's still good. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today, we delve into the exciting world of musical theater. Oh, no, wait. Musical television. That's right. Netflix has produced a Korean musical for us to enjoy, for the world to enjoy. Six episodes of sweet, sweet musical goodness called The Sound of Magic or Anara Sumana. Sum Hmm. Suminara. Suminara, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that's a phrase they actually say in the show a lot. So like yeah, kind of like by a, the end, you're like, I can yeah, maybe was, get used to the flow of it. That yeah. was the sound of magic. Hey yo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is a six episode uh, musical. I want like fantasy esque, fantastic yeah. drama starring Ji Chang Wook, Choi Sung Eun and the fountain of youth himself, Huang Yup, um, about a, a girl who meets a mysterious magician and things happen. So as always, uh, we are gonna be talking about the whole show. So if you have not watched it yet, perhaps pause this episode, go to Netflix, watch the show, and then come back and listen so that you avoid spoilers. And if you don't care about spoilers, then hello, welcome. Okay, because <laughs> there's going to be probably many of them as we talk about this show. Uh, and, and, and the episodes are around an hour, hour 10-ish, I hmm. think. Yeah, it's not. There's like their standard Netflix. Yeah. They're uh, visually stunning, fun music, good times. All right. So, shall we begin the spoiler-esque version <laughs> of what is happening now? It's funny know. you mentioned, like, uh, Huang and Yup being the fountain of youth, because he's very old for playing a high schooler. and <laughs> But he doesn't look, like, throughout most of it. You're like, yeah, okay. But, like, in the last few episodes, the more he would talk, the more I was like, that's a man voice. Like, that is a <laughs> well, No, from the very second he started, you're like, oh, that's not yeah. a kid well, at, yeah. at all. Like, like, Matthew had never, like, seen him before. <laughs> and so I just, like, held up a picture of him. And I was like, hey, honey, like, how old do you think this guy is playing this high school student on this show I'm about to watch? And he's like, I don't know, like, 22? I'm like, you're wrong. He's over 30. He's like, no. <laughs> like, you're terrible at this game. I mean, like, they dressed him well for the part and things like they that. Did. And the haircut yeah. was right and things like that. But, like, his voice, yeah. yeah and and yeah, while, his voice. while he, he is too old to be playing a high school student, he did do an excellent job. So we can. He's still only five, five years deaf from the main female lead. So it's, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's not you know, that crazy. It's not like yeah, creepy. Like, like in most shows the high school students and in a nice you know nice for the actress who played his mom she is almost 50 so like it, they did not cast somebody who's like five years older than him that's to play always, his mother that's mm -hmm. always terrible that i'm like, always just like oh, okay. she, she looks super young i yeah, will say she very, looks very gorgeous young. gorgeous woman for um, 50 like hello <laughs> I always see like uh, we're talking about uh, Kim Hee Eun by the way she's, she's an excellent actress I always see these actresses and I'm like oh if I look that good like I don't think I looked that good I when mean... I was 20 like <laughs> like ay, ay, ay. but then again I don't have a you know dermatologist take <laughs> right I, I don't everything. have so yeah it be what it be, you know. I'm allergic to sunscreen. I'm already screwed from the get-go on the whole, you know, <laughs> skincare, skincare thing. But uh, it's all good. So it's about, do you think, like, two songs an episode? As, as far yeah, as sun? Yeah, as far yeah. as, like, you know, musical numbers. As mm -hmm. in, with, like... And not all of them have choreography necessarily, but some of them do. Yeah, yep. mm -hmm. some really cool choreography. That I, I, first opening choreography was so cool, and mm. so like suddenly they're suddenly they're dancing on the side of the building, and I was just like, 
oh my god, oh my god, is this gonna start with like this mass suicide where they're like dancing <laughs> up? You, you never know. It's a K drama. Anything can happen. <laughs> the, there, there, there are dark aspects to this show, but that yeah, did not that is, happen. That, is, that <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> that is not one of them, thankfully. But, um, goodness. I, I, you know, you're just not sure. You're like, this is really cool and fun, but like, what happens when the magic turns off? Because like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in musicals, like it sounds really cool and fun, but it's real not cool and fun <laughs> in context of like that's the entire story, yeah. though. Nothing yeah. is good and fun on this, and it's masked by this illusion of the magician. Yeah. And you see that in the end, the reveals. Uh, it's just always been masked by him. Yeah. I loved a lot of the depth of the story, like with that. Mm. And how it was a slow reveal. It's not like it was always... The interaction mm. between the magical aspects of the story and then the reality and then how that sl you slowly did kind of learn more about. Really kind of... Mm -hmm. not, it never was even to me like... They didn't lay it out on a plate. No. Like you really had to be mm. paying attention... And things like yeah. that. And I really, I appreciated that. It did take, I like it when shows leave it up to the viewer to understand interactions mm -hmm. between things. Feed. Like, and definitely, and I think musicals are often good with that too. Mm -hmm. Because you do, and if, if people aren't used to musicals, which is totally fine. Like if you're not used to watching them, like you're not used to the interaction between suspending disbelief about people are suddenly breaking out into song and dancing. Yeah. Like that is not a typical mm -hmm. thing that happens in a story. So you already have to do that some. And so if people aren't used to making that logical leap, but then when we had these huge aspects of magic to also put in there and have to mm -hmm. figure out mm -hmm. like, is it really happening? Is it not? And then mm -hmm. yeah. the female leads characters struggle with figuring out if she wants to believe or not. And how mm -hmm. her her life shaped that, like it, you know, if yeah. it of course showed her entire struggle with that. And I thought that that was just really, really good. I kept being impressed. Like I liked it from the get go, but each episode, as it got yeah. deeper, I really appreciated all that. My uh, my son walked in when I was watching the second to last episode, and he's like, "So is this like?" real magic or like what's going on here and i said yeah, exactly. well that would be the question my love like i said exactly. i don't know is hypnotizing her is this magic is it their imagination i don't know that's why i'm watching he's like okay cool <laughs> he's a stage magician but maybe he's also a wizard mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe but i wasn't expecting that aspect is uh, based on a webtoon, which I had read many years ago, like, because the webtoon was published in 2010. And then I read it probably about four years ago, I would say, and uh, follows it very closely. Like, mm. if like if you read the webtoon, but um, <laughs> when I was reading the webtoon, because like, you never know with webtoons, right? Where I was just like, mm, is this gonna... Uh, be gonna, yeah, be creepy gonna go, in a bad way. This is gonna go groomy, and uh, but it doesn't. So yeah. if you were worried upon witnessing, like, is this some sort of weird, inappropriate yeah. love story? Uh, no. Well, but no. it's good to point that out about the webtoon too, because there mm -hmm. are some times that when a webtoon gets adapted to mm -hmm. a movie or a mm -hmm. show, you know, the writer of the show or whatever, they decide yeah. to take that out and then it right, and so you get so, right, you get so. to that and then you go and you look up the webtoon and then you're like well poo Ooh, this is like, not okay. what i was expecting oh, sweet jesus no. <laughs> <laughs> right. but uh, no not the webtoon either but i feel like you know that's good to point out that i think even at the beginning it says like no 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 this isn't that sort of story don't worry yeah. mm -hmm. um, because i feel like perhaps people may have like seen the synopsis and been like, ooh. Yeah, and also since it does star Ji Chang Wook, who does make uh, a lot of romantic shows, uh, mm -hmm. you would perhaps assume, but no, but uh, no, it really is about uh, Yunai and her just absolutely terrible life. Right? It's, it's so many needs help. I kept thinking almost every episode, I had a moment where. I kept thinking of, um, you know, the movie uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 
where mm. you know magical car and everything and then there's this scene where they wind up in a country where children are illegal and they find this like cavern full of dirty hungry children and the dad is looking around and he's like I don't know what to do, so I'm going to sing him a lullaby. And it's nice. And it's beautiful and everything. And then the lady who's there is like, that's nice. These kids need food and a revolution. And it like yeah. this drama feels like that to some extent because it's mm -hmm. like he he would, the magician keeps like doing something wonderful and like smiling at her like, didn't that fix everything? And she's like, pay my rent. Like, <laughs> please, God, like, just, well, I need a grown-up to step in and be a grown-up, please. Mm -hmm. Like it's like every everything that ha everything that he does helps for like thirty seconds, and then it's just like wait, you, you know, it's like the 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 um the tuxedo mask meme. My work here is done. It's like you didn't do anything. You would see a smile like slowly fading, like oh, you have yeah, like serious just, problems. Like yeah, you're, you're just a severely mentally ill man with with whom I've entangled myself. Just one more thing that I need in my life, <laughs> taking care of my young daughter while my father runs away from- His sister. Oh, sorry, young daughter. <laughs> the brain, the brain said, like, the brain is used to these stories, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. younger sister who's like, probably about six years younger than she is. It's not physically possible. <laughs> So uh, the dads run away from lone sharks that are harassing her. People at school are just fucking terrible. Oh, I wanted to. I felt like that girl did not get enough. Like I just wanted she somebody get to get anything. Like, she didn't get anything. It's enough. Nothing. Nothing happened to this boy. Well, okay. I mean, she. I mean, get, she did get, get attacked. Well, the yeah. begin, but <laughs> like, not, you know, I being. I would have liked a student like another student to just i mean at one point he's like shut up but she still doesn't get it right like she never had a moment where she got that she was a terrible person yeah you know and mm -hmm. you're like no i i want you to understand how terrible you are and Please. like you know just... his parents never figure out that they're terrible people the no the only the only person who's a terrible person whoever like seems to feel a little bit ashamed of themselves is like the homeroom teacher who yeah he's the one who has any remorse whatsoever but he doesn't do anything he just yeah looks... he seemed to be kind of that that teacher who like right from the start who actually does like the kids like he wasn't you know often we see those teachers in these dramas who just clearly hate children and hate mm. all the kids like he seemed to like them he was trying to be he was very like hey there fellow youth kind of mm -hmm. like yeah like personality but like up. he liked them he was trying you almost got that sense like it was like he was clearly ashamed of the the position he put her in mm. with that like whole award thing you kind of got the sense that he felt like he was trapped like there was no good solution here so i'll do the one that most people can live with or something like yeah. he he was trying it just wasn't always good you know i don't like you had these cop but. characters and how these cop characters do not pick up on the fact that this girl this child is terrified of her ex-boss now <sighs> tell the truth like were you involved in like his attack and she's like physically recoiling from this man like he he tried to attack her twice and they still let him sit on that same couch it was like, almost like they were too lazy like to be arsed yeah. to like well and i think that just that was very much the the perspective right like when it kind of came to the end and these kids are all saying like no obviously this man didn't do it like i was literally with him it couldn't have been him mm -hmm. he couldn't have done this we know him he's not like that he's never mm -hmm. attacked me you know they're going on and everyone's like no it's obviously him because he's mentally ill and he yeah. lives and mm -hmm. he's homeless so he's homeless and mentally ill so he's clearly a criminal anyway so we're just going to pin this Which, on him you know what to be it's fair, easy and you're like very real to life, real real to life. life. also dad do your job to me, it was weird that that whole scene took place at the school. It should have been at the, um, like, at the police station. There's no, there's no scenario, like, thinking as a parent of, of teenagers, there's no scenario where a random person gets to just come into the high school 
and hang out with the kids. It does not happen. We have locked up, locked doors. You have to buzz yourself in. The, there's no like, way. Listen, I know the like, legal system's different, but I feel like the legal system's not so different that there is a minor being questioned by the police without any parental guardian figure being informed or present. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I like, like and this is very heavily implying, like these cops are very heavily implying that she was involved in this guy, like attacking this dude, because that's what he's asserting, right? And so like, where's the lawyer where's you know where's yeah the homeroom teacher great that he's sticking up for her but like he's not really the one who should be there in this we don't need i guess in that situation the guy didn't need to be there either right the cops could say we have a witness this guy says that this happened you know what's your side of the story you don't actually need the guy sitting on the freaking couch next there to her. Was. It's like, I understand why plot-wise it was there. But the fact that this is the one thing in this musical about, like, a man who may or may not be a wizard, that we're like, mm, I could not suspend my disbelief <laughs> about this interview scene. <laughs> that tells you something. About the interview scene, like, mm, I don't know. Like, yeah, the magical butterfly turning on the CCTV, sure. Like, uh, he just disappears, like, sure. Yeah, okay. He's actually a wizard. Yeah, what I can believe that, but mm, these cops are a little too incompetent. Like, <laughs> like even for cops. You know what? There was one other thing for me that I struggled with throughout was how often she left her little sister at home alone like just mm. sort of randomly like i get it when she's working and stuff but the older sister in me was like that doesn't ring true to me because i feel like she would have you know like on the saturday when she's just going to hang out at the amusement park she would have dragged that kid with her especially when you yeah. know that there's like criminals who are like attacking your house often like showing up and stuff like i was like well, she no, her friends at one like, time, so maybe just she's sending the like, sister. I think they were friend. implying that, like, it was at that that friends. Like, I feel like the she tried to get her stir out of the house as much as possible. The chicken, though, the chicken was cute. That the little sister <laughs> had a chicken, like adorable. And I just, I the for me, the parrot was kind of a fun character. Oh, very minor, minor, minor thing. Not, a, you know, just kind of a side prop, essentially, for a lot of it. But would kind of, since it would say things like, the boss, your your boss is a bastard. You know, things like mm. that. And so it was like, oh, where did the boss go? Things like that. So, I mean, so there were some hints and stuff. So I liked the use of the parrot. Mm -hmm. And it was fun that he, the magician character, had some, you know, a pet. A companion. To like, a companion to talk to and things. Mm. And it was obvious that he was very affectionate to it. So... Whenever the parrot got injured and things like that was actually really hard for me because I yeah. wasn't ready for it. And it was and, really, um, it was really heartbreaking because yeah. like the, the parrot you can tell was sort of this man's last thread on reality because it was the only thing in his life thing. that he considered like family. And then this fucking bitch just strolls on in. It's like <laughs> the only moment like for that character where she actually has a moment where she looks horrified when she realizes she was pretty nasty to that parrot but when she realizes that the cage has fallen over and the her initial look is just like oh, yeah that's it, not what i meant to do like, like yeah it was obvious it wasn't parrot. intentional yeah she right. may have not liked the parrot but i don't think she meant to murder the parrot so yeah. yes uh there is a parrot death but it's off screen you don't see it so it's but uh the parrot See, parrots kind of freak me out, but I like them on, I like them in concept, but like in person. I used I'm, to think I wanted a parrot so badly. Mm. My bedroom was like parrot themed. I had oh, wow. curtains and stuff. I, I desperately, you know, someday I'm going to have a parrot. And then I got to a place where I actually like met a parrot and stuff. And it was like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that attachment. Yeah, like I was, I was like, oh, they're so beautiful. Oh, they're so yeah. lovely. And then I was in a pet store and like the pet store had like a free roaming parrot. And I was like, that's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're so smart. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. It freaked me out a little. So her life sucks. 
very much. And then you're presented with who you think is living the diametric opposite perfect life. The top guy in school. He's got a hot stay-at-home mom. He's got a judge dad who's everyone is like, ooh, he's the best. Like he gets top marks except in math. Uh, everything, he's handsome. Everything is great for him. Everything is not great for him. No. He is uh, one step away from losing his mind. The What I find sort of interesting is that the character of UIE, who is the main character, is sort of the sort of bridge between like real and non-ill-dung non because real is who now-ill-dung is going to become if nothing happens. They, mm -hmm. you know, the homeless man who is severely mentally ill that everyone thinks is just absolutely crazy because he was him. Like you find out later in the series that real was the character of the perfect at school, you know, trying to please his parents, trying to do everything right. And it literally drove him insane. And then, you know, you get illusions of this with Nal Doug, where he's con he's constantly, you know, scratching at his neck so hard that he has just, you know, horrible dermatitis that just won't go away. And, you know, he's just teetering on the mental edge at every step. And then his parents doing the literal negatives to yeah. improve his mental state. Um, because in this universe, all parents are terrible. Just yeah. awful humans. Pretty much all adults. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. like, it, it was very stressful for me. Like, while I really, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the parts I enjoyed, the story itself is not a story I would normally watch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like child danger. I don't like, you know, I don't like terrible parents and high school student stories. Like, I don't want to watch the, the high school stories that are, are rough, right? Like, that's not generally what i'm into sky castle so, isn't your jam no, no it's not your, it's not your right? vibe like i started green mother's club because i was like oh okay cool and then i was like oh no this is sky castle but with like no. toddlers like no. i'm out like, not, not no. the mother's club you were looking for no. i wanted that no. other mother's club like, <laughs> right? like I, I want i want like you know, Terrius again i don't want yeah, that right yeah i was Never like no, no no this is not nope i'm out so i mean when you're when you're when you start a show about like middle school or younger, like primary school children, and the Netflix has a warning about like sexual assault in the corner, you're like, oh hell no. I mean, it's all the adults. Apparently, somebody told me that it's not ever the children yeah. as far as I go. But I was like, I I'm not watching, you know. So like for me, this story was a hard, hard rough. Yeah. It was like I did not enjoy mm. A lot it is an incredibly, it. Uh, but the music and this, story. you know, but I just, it was just so, like, I just was like, somebody get these kids an adult, like get them a grown adult who is a good person. Like I just need one decent adult to like come and help these children. It was so hard to watch. What I really appreciated though, about how they showed all that was how they, I mean, I'm going to just reiterate how they showed it first throughout the episodes. And then eventually I w did say out loud, mm -hmm. I need an adult to actually be an adult or I want to be an adult mm -hmm. myself. Like she, yeah. but yeah. first you, the story revealed every aspect of the stuff that she was going through. And then the other character was going through to where I, I appreciated how they unfurled yeah. that rather than because some stories would first episode say out loud, like they would have the character mm -hmm. say out loud, I want an adult. Whereas they yeah. showed it a lot first in this yeah. one. I also appreciated the reality that it's not like, boom, adults showed up and saved the day. Because that yeah. is not necessarily reality for a lot of kids either. Mm -hmm. So, yes, a fantastical show and stuff. But some of some of those beads of reality for, for kids that don't have a trustworthy adult in their life, that doesn't mean that the adult is going to mm -hmm. magically show up if you send a magical letter to your mom or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, it still kept a lot of like heartbreak throughout the whole thing but that's realistic too yeah. it's it's interesting for me like 
you know, when you're into musicals and you watch a lot of them, I feel like a lot of times with musicals, it's more um, like it starts out sort of heavier, dark and stuff and things get lighter or like magic stories or whatever, right? Like things get better, things get lighter, things get fixed in the end kind of thing. And this felt like it actually kind of went the other way. Like there was a lot more, it seemed like lighter and like upbeat musical numbers and things in the beginning. And it just kind of got, you got more and more weighed down as it went. And then it like, you know, brought you back up at the very end. It was sort of like, okay, but like everybody did okay. Like people yeah. survived kind of thing. And you're like, it's not usually the the big rousing musical number of happiness that you kind of expect from a musical, but like it's more just like it, got, it, it be... was more realistic, right? Like it was, yeah, the fatalistic musical. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this like, yeah, we did say this was about magic, but this is about real hard life with <laughs> a little little susa, a little sprinkle of magic in there for you, just like. I keep keep it from you know not making you too depressed when you're watching it. Uh, speaking of magic, uh, not magic. Speaking of musical numbers, did did everyone have a favorite? Did they have a scene, a musical scene that they enjoyed the most on the series? Well, like I mentioned before, I was I was really quite that first scene with the dancing in the school and stuff. I really appreciated that. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed the way that it was done to look like you know like the magician was heard them talking about him and he cast a spell on them that made them dance so like the actors and actresses did a really fantastic job of looking like they were getting like pulled into the choreo mm. choreography like and stuff yeah. and it was it, i thought that was a really neat one song wise i just really really like the merry-go-round song so yeah I, this music right. is, is gorgeous in it i, I really i really really liked um the choreography for the scene for the song where um it's a uh, Huang and Yup's character is like writing the test and then mm. it's just like the music keeps like sort of picking up speed but he's trying to keep up and everything you know and it has it's like really dark and moody but some there's something about it like the intensity of it that was just really cleverly done with like the lighting and stuff I really enjoyed that quite mm -hmm. a quite a bit myself I really liked the very last epilogue part but I actually was going to ask Jesse because I knew that she would probably have insight because like I was actually confused about the epilogue myself. Like I kind of mm -hmm. got it a little bit, but I don't think I really got all the things that were going on. But I thought it was really cool how it looked like it was a stage production at that point. Mm, yeah. Obviously that intentionally as like at the end of this magical show, like yeah. it was artistic choice. It wasn't like a tie, tie into the show part. Like mm. it's not like meant to be that you think that the entire show actually just that them doing a production okay but it was a and it, and it was also to do the curtain call for the characters even though the characters physically wouldn't have been together like the uh convenience store owner and the dean of students guy like how they yeah. would I, I really like liked the little, curtain call. I thought it was really cute. It was like a little homage to musical theater, right? But like, but I, I really I really did have a moment thinking like I really don't think that the whole story was I didn't know how linked it was to the rest of the plot. Mm. That was kind of my main like I don't think it was, but I don't know if I was missing something. I think it had like a sort of like an homage to music is magical as well. And just, they're mm. just like tying that into this and just like theater in general and the, the parts is magical because the whole soul story revolves around magic and believing in magic the the, the aspect the musical aspects of it were really good i think that perhaps uh, a lot of people that i've seen some despite the fact that it was advertised as a musical i feel very like heavily. they didn't very heavily i feel like they didn't quite realize that it was actually a musical and so became confused when yeah, it was and, a musical. I mean, I saw somebody who who said that they didn't feel it, that the musical numbers integrated well, which I didn't find at all. I thought that no, musical thought they numbers were very well integrated as musical. Um, I think, I think that probably where they were at is probably more actually where I was kind of at, where 
for me, the story was a little darker than where I wanted it to be. So like, it was hard to like mesh the musical aspect of it with the, the gritty realness of the story. So I have a feeling that that's what they actually had a problem with, but like, they didn't know how to say that. So they just went, Oh, it must just be the fact that it's a musical. That's the problem for me, you know? And it's like, because the musical numbers I thought worked really well. They, they transitioned into them really well. Like I felt like made the sense. musical that worked really well with how dark it was because it's sort of music was a bit of a stand-in for magic, as it were. It was so the like, relief for for all that was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was like it was an extension of you know the magic where you know because some people do believe that music is somehow magical in its sense. So I I really did enjoy that quite a bit i thought that it was well done for somebody who has watched you know like if you've watched a lot of musicals if you've enjoyed like you know the golden age of hollywood and all that kind of stuff like it it worked it was exactly you know it was very like what's that one the music man like it it, you know you've got that weirdo who (laughs) and high school students like you know like there's a whole thing going on i'm like yeah no made sense to me at all it, it might have been a little much if like the sort of gangsters had suddenly burst into song or something but like they didn't oh, you could have done a good know? like you know sharks versus jets snap as they <laughs> come into scene i would have been okay with that <laughs> and also there you know there are dark musicals i mean oh, yeah. is, is yeah. oh, phantom of the opera i mean some uh, of the major yeah. ones Oh, Phantom of the Opera is incredible. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I, oh, I went with my mom. It was delightful. Oh, what was um, the, what, but, what's that uh, one? But, Shanghai or... Um, Miss Saigon? Yeah, Miss Saigon. Yeah. That one. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Well, I mean, kind of knew what it was about. But, like, we went to see it. And my boyfriend and I, at the time, walked out of the theater. And we were just like, oh, my God. I want to die. You, you weren't prepared for that type of a date? Yeah. No. <laughs> you were like, I'm here to have a good time. people don't get that either right i also think that i mean these days especially people who are like into drama watchings but like they'll just hop into something because they like a certain actor which you can you can have whatever motivations for watching something but like i like i said about tomorrow you know on what our tomorrow episode stuff like you should still pay attention to what the show is going to bring to the table yeah. in case it's not for you because yeah. there are actual like even this show like i'm not saying there are bazillion trigger warnings but it's possible that some people either yeah. just can't handle the darkness or like if you are in a difficult place in your life you might not be able to handle it right now and that's fine like i but, can imagine but just because it's a musical or just yeah. because ji chang wook is in it doesn't mean it's just yeah. go or make you know no now yeah it's a musical and it's it's fine if you haven't watched musicals before that's cool too i mean this is actually a really good introduction because it's not again one or one or two musical numbers an episode an hour-long episode that is not that much music no that's not an opera by any stretch of the imagination yeah and like and you know even though it doesn't get like like you know gory or explicit or anything like i could easily see like if you weren't prepared for the tone of this, like for example, the scene with the, the convenience store owner, like if you had been assaulted, like that could be incredibly damaging I, if you were like aware. Because it's not like, you know, it's not explicit, but it is scary. I awful. Ep- yeah. Episode three, I sort of went, I am really not overall enjoying this. And if we weren't doing this episode i probably would have stopped watching it at that point like i just would have been like i enjoyed the musical numbers i enjoyed the parts i enjoyed but Mm. the overall enjoyment was not outweighing the yeah it it just wasn't it's not like because it's not my story right like it's not my kind of vibe which is fair yeah and and it kind of had a as far as during the plot parts you know there was a suffocating feel to the main characters and what they were going through and and that's kind of and i guess that's why i'm trying to say is 
not that you're going to be able to tell that from a trailer necessarily, but like I, I want people, and sometimes we get misled, but I'm just saying I want people to be a little bit more aware if they could sometimes because right. I don't want them to then go in and be like, oh, it's a musical, I hate it, or you know, yeah. like yeah. One thing I was gonna say about his character, the uh, the student character, mm-hmm. he was going through a really really tough time, and I appreciated how he was self-aware about how his plight was not like her plight Mm -hmm. and how, and then there would be times that he would, when she would put him in his place with that, and then he would realize I was very wrong, but then the story still showed he still is having a hard time. Yeah. Like he didn't try to like pit, like there's this sort of a narrative trap that sometimes stories fall into where you know, it tries to compare people's hardships as though like, you know, like the old saying like, oh, you couldn't feel bad about this because someone has it worse. I hate that. Like, I hate that. And anytime someone says that, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, that's not how any of this works. Because then you can say, oh, well, you can never be happy because other people have it better. But like, it doesn't fall into that trap where he understands that it's not that, you know, he can he he has to like put his you know problems into perspective because like you know she has no money and he does and that solves all his problems no like his problems are still legitimate problems that are literally ruining his life and just because someone has a different vibe of problems like a different flavor of bad life doesn't actually mean that oh i guess my life isn't bad after all but but how they showed both aspects of that mm-hmm. so like when he would you know, do something that would assume like there were just at least two or three different scenes where they would have interactions to where she would have to say something and stand her ground and be like, Mm -hmm. essentially you're in a place of privilege. I need you to at least understand that and know that you can't Mm -hmm. like you acted this way because you have this kind of life and I have nothing like that. And you need to know that. Yeah, I really liked the scene where he was like, I just need you to yell at me so that I can feel less terrible. And like, it was so true. And most people don't recognize that that's what they're looking for. And her going, yeah, like, I'm not, my life is not about making you feel better right now. Like, I feel like crap. And it's partially because of you. So like, you can just feel like crap too. That that's how this gets fine. I don't. You know, I don't make you feel better right now. And in that specific scene, he's like, I don't know, go tell the truth or something. And she's like, I did. This this is how, this is what came of it. People don't listen to me. And that's actually another thing that during the, uh, when they came, when the police came and questioned her with the creepy convenience store guy and all that awful Mm -hmm. stuff. All those things when it was building up to where it was obvious it was kind of going to be the two kid characters insisting he's innocent. Mm-hmm. I really thought that they were going to maybe make it a, oh, they'll listen to the straight A privileged, wealthy mm-hmm. kid. And they still didn't. And I found that interesting that they didn't, I mean, they kind of hesitated a bit because it was him. So at least they showed yeah. that. But I remember thinking, oh, he's in on it. That's actually going to change things, you know, yeah. because of the way they view his character and all these yeah. things. And then, then when his parents showed up and you knew, oh, no, no. they're not. Like, no, and no. I thought that was that was interesting, too. Like, that the, the perspective almost. Because if his parents were even slightly different people, they were in a position to say, like, no, obviously this, like, let's obey the law like his dad's literally you know like a lawyer like hello but their perspective was more like no this guy has actually taken our son down a pathway it's it would be good for us if he was gone so we'll just like let it let things take their course and then you know and then refuse to admit that their son was wrong in what he did and be like oh she must have like conned him into like giving her money and it's like no she never asked yeah for any of this and y'all are just terrible people doing terrible things what sky was saying earlier about how he would you know have those moments where he sort of saw that Mm -hmm. you know his privilege and, and things like that that um we got the flip side too where she 
you know, she was stuck in how bad her life was and it was bad and she recognized his privilege. But then in the last couple episodes, we also got moments where you saw that she saw how bad he had things too. Like that he had things bad in a different way than she did, but that it was bad. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just pretend bad. Like I also appreciated the, like, there are so many high school, college dramas and things where narratively you would have two characters like this and it'd be like, I recognize that you both are going through a rough time, but then, but let's fix each other. And then narratively kind of try, no, we didn't play that game. We didn't do any of that. And I, I really appreciated that. And we also didn't lean too heavily on their little romance either. Like it Mm -hmm. was small, it was sweet, but it wasn't even the main thing that would happen between those two characters either. There was so much more going on. I really appreciated all that because it felt age appropriate for those characters Mm -hmm, and the things that definitely she was going through. Like I liked, I liked, I really liked the show. (laughs) I I did too. I thought it was well done. things that I thought was really interesting too, um, character wise, that was a lot more subtle than I maybe realized, or, or I don't know how to word it, but I was early on in the series before we even got all the details of the magician's background and what his high school experience had been. I was already, you know, when you're sort of wondering it, how, just how real is this magic and stuff. I was already starting to think, is this magician that high school student? And he's somehow like, you know, time comes traveled, from time travel or something. Because that would have, that would have been a pretty good, pretty good twist. Right. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, the character was telling me already that like they had something in common, and it I, was weird to me. I had that thought too, but I'm like, but they don't like they really didn't try to match their appearance no. at all. Then. <laughs> like even just you know it's obvious that a big part of the uh the actor that plays the high school student you know his cat eye like the, the shape of his mm-hmm. eyes is like one of his appealing things so i was like they don't look anything alike though like that's the thing i kept telling myself i'm like i'm gonna let that like, fury go there, like, there was, yeah. was one cast member that i knew for yep. fact was in the show <laughs> when we saw not on the main lease i knew knew yep. Very yeah. quickly that he, yeah. he would be playing Wilkes Wilkes herself. <laughs> like, I don't even know if this is the first time he's played Chang. That actually, it made me wonder that. I was like, did that happen in, like, Suspicious Partner or Healer? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. How many times? How, how many times has he played? <laughs> uh, and, and if you're curious, that's right. Uh, we got some pre-military Namdarum in the house. And he's always fun. He, because... he, did, he did such a good job. He always does such a good oh, job. He always does such a good job. He's so good. But I, I always love looking at his, like, filmography <laughs> because most of it, as you're scrolling, it just says name and then in brackets, young. Name, <laughs> young. Name, child like version. The opposite of, like, the Kim Hae-suk where it's all so-and-so's mom, so-and-so's mom, so-and-so's yeah, no, mom. It's like, it's like so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so young, so-and-so young, so-and-so young. Uh, doing just the absolute most as always, because he's literally such a good actor at such a young age. It's Mm -hmm. wild. Always the way he's able to match, he'll try to match the way, you know, Mm. the older character speaks or something, like the speech patterns. and It's just always so fascinating. Like, did he go through acting school, like, when he was a fetus? Like, how did he... (laughs) Listen, he's born in 2002, and his first role was in 2009. So, like, he was starting young. You know what I mean? The the parts that was, like, you know, Reel's character in high school, heartbreaking. Just, because, mm-hmm. like, you immediately see this, like, perfect guy who's, like, just trying to be, like, he's the best, he's good looking. And I was just like, oh, no. It's like, it's you know, like, sometimes there's those narrative, like, plots where as soon as like it's like when you're watching a true crime show and it's like she had a smile that lit up the room you're like mm, not for long like you like as soon as it's like yeah like he's the best i was like oh yeah so like yes <laughs> but I wasn't a shocker but it wasn't a shock but i was just like ooh, ooh. but well, you know uh, like we said before sometimes they change things too right yeah, so, so you're never sure a hundred percent what it, it, it is what i read what i'm going to see 
So they didn't even really have that much screen time for that story. Like it, they no. kept it pretty short, but like, like pretty impactful. Scenes. But yeah. also the first, like when they first show his younger self, he did have a lightness about him. Like he was very good at school, but he was, I'm just doing it. Cause I'm trying like, though he was trying to please his parents, it's obvious he wasn't necessarily stressed out at that point. He, mm -hmm. Things were coming fairly easily to him still. And that's what made it more heartbreaking, I think. Because yeah. often with those arcs that you see, which it's always heartbreaking, but when you see when they pre-stress, essentially, yeah. often yeah. often you're shown they're, they're already getting stressed and that, you know, we see from yeah. there. But like, pre-damage, essentially. And... What, what it was it was always so obvious like this all happens because the adults like that was yeah, yeah. well there's like the ages of between like 15 and 20 are when most like mental illnesses like set in right so that's when you start to basically get sick it's usually because that's when your brain develops so when there's you know like chemical imbalances or stuff that's when they develop is in your teen years so generally like uh it's usually around like 17 when people get schizophrenia and like you know bipolar and stuff like that it's like around then so and since you know knowing what we know about korea the state of mental health care in korea this yeah. story is probably all too similar for mm -hmm. you know lots of people and since it's not a thing until very recently and is still a very hard thing not even just in korea but worldwide for like not only for people to admit that they need help but for parents to admit that their kid is sick well and e help. even if you finally get to that point to get effective help Mm -hmm. even, yeah. even if you have the funds or the means or whatever still to get effective help uh, yeah. and it and takes a long time yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, it's expensive and a lot, and if you have parents who, like, don't believe in mental illness, which is well, I mean, it still was a very thing clear in 2022 for some in, fucking reason. Like, uh, in this, that, like, he didn't get, he wasn't getting help. He just got locked up, basically, yeah. right? It was just, you're crazy and you get locked up. But it wasn't, like, his stress and his issues were things that could be helped with proper proper care like i'm yeah, not with, saying oh you some, could be like magically healed but yeah, like with some therapy and probably some, therapy some drugs and, right like, he would have probably been fine but they didn't do that they just locked him up and said well i guess we got a defective one right like that that's not Awful. how you help people and that's sadly all too common how people air quotes help mm -hmm. people and that's it's you know and so then you're presented with, you know, the character of Minji Sue, who's literally the only person, the only adult and the only person in his life who gives a shit about him. And so she's, you know, just showing up, bringing him food, making sure he's still alive because no one else cares enough about this, you know, crazy in air quotes magician who, you know, squats in an abandoned amusement park and provides free shows for children. And then you have this lovely pregnant lady who probably doesn't have as much time because she's a lovely pregnant lady. <laughs> and it's just like, like, no, like no one else cares about this man. And like that, that sort of heartbreaking aspect of it where she's like, because I remember him before he broke. Like, yeah. And, and I see some of that still in him. And I just... I just wish he could be happy. Mm -hmm. Like, well, and sh and she was one hundred and ten percent sure. Like, he's not a dangerous person. Yeah, I just, I really like this show. I don't I don't know if that's my number. It might be my number one for the year so far. I don't know. I don't have mm. a list yet. But I mean, I really I appreciated the gravity. Like the way mm. everything was handled, I felt like it was handled very well. Yeah, because this is sort of like the the con like the topics that are being presented is the sort of thing that you can very quickly uh fuck up real bad like mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. you know and and, and like, even even if you handle it good for four episodes all of a sudden you could but yeah, like, for, like for example like you know i'm i enjoy the show tomorrow i i'm enjoying it not, not quite the same uh, sensitivity on mental illness mm -hmm. and you know just yeah. the fact that this show is literally part of it is like does is he actually a wizard? Like that's like the opening 
question at the end, like, was it actually magical all along? But it's like, this is a very realistic show that just might have a wizard in it. But it doesn't matter. The thing is that it doesn't matter if he was a wizard. And and as the story went on, how it, the, the conversations he would later on have mm-hmm. with the lead girl would, they were more meaningful as time went on. So like, he starts off, usually the interactions were very light and Yay, Mad, yeah. you know, and she was like, eh, rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then as, I mean, he kind of got a grasp of a little of what she was going through. And then he had great insight and, and he wouldn't be like, this is what happened to me. He wouldn't give his backstory or anything. He would just be like, this is the truth that, that I know. I did also appreciate the, the thought of find that tiny moment of happiness when you can but and he wasn't saying abandon all of your difficulties and throw your life out the window to find that happiness but if you if you can have your bit of happiness try to enjoy it at least in that moment because Because that's all you can have really no matter how hard your life is if you have those little moments of happiness you can keep going right like i thought that scene where he took her back in time to meet herself, her younger mm-hmm. self. And they went to, you know, that time and how it ended with her younger self saying, I see you and that you are okay. You're, mm-hmm. you got through. So I think I can get through too. Like I can, you know, seeing a grown up who's been through something that like what you've been through, then mm-hmm you know it gives you that that hope that ability to like yeah okay i can make it too i can do this like mm. i liked that that scene really was good for me. so i liked those bits of hope and of course a lot of times it was encased in the magic or something yeah. but usually the the thing he was usually trying to say about it was always just very a good thing for a character like that to hear but i thought mm-hmm. it was good for very the entire show. as well and it's like it really showed that magic was the way that the only way that he could still communicate with the rest of the world, you know, mm-hmm. because of what had happened to him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting too. Again, the the contrast between the two high school student main characters was that mm-hmm. her thing was seeing that and saying, okay, like that little bit of hope can get me through. And he almost had the opposite thing where it was like, no, you need to see that you can't just push through at some point you have to just stop Stop. because if you keep trying to push you're gonna break so yeah stop it's like i I thought that it really uh like in his character especially reflected the idea that if you just live for someone else's expectations one day you're going to realize you have nothing because all you ever did was you know live for other people and you have nothing of your own and i thought that was very well done like you know in the scene where he's driving and then all of a sudden he's in like a field of flowers and he realizes like those two have what i am missing in my life which is like a purpose that they have come up with on their own that touches them in a you know magical you know not really like air quotes but like touches them in a in a human way that just doing whatever my parents expect me to do doesn't because that just you know and he's like i don't have a dream because you haven't let me have a dream. I have your dream, which is not a healthy way to live. I did laugh when the mom, the first scene where the mom started finding all the magic paraphernalia in the house. And it was very like, you know, magic. <laughs> you know, like, it was very like, I oh, for watching oh. you. Like, <laughs> that, like PSA vibe. Like, <gasps> I found a deck of cards in a top hat. It's never too early to start talking to your children about magic. (laughs) Like, I love that, like, the worst thing that this mother could possibly imagine was that her son wants to be a stage magician. Like, that's, like, Like, the worst fate she could endure. she couldn't even just go, okay, cool, you have a little, you know, a little hobby on the side. Okay, cool. Stress relief. No, like, it was just, like, literally as bad as if he were doing drugs and you're like, like oh my just, goodness lady it's, she's acting like she found out he was the main character from extracurricular you know what i mean like <laughs> he's running like a drug empire it's like oh, 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 
God, he's been going to an amusement park and learning sleight of hand. <laughs> well, how will he ever recover from this? Like, I, I feel like at that point, he could have said, you know, Mom, but it's really good for cheating and getting good scores. And she would have been <laughs> like, been oh. Like, oh. But I, I like that, like, you know, it's sort of, it's demonstrating that these parents only care about their child as a reflection of themselves. But at the same time, it's like, Okay, how bad for your political career is having a magician son gonna be? Like, if, if that's the one thing that, like, unrails your whole, you know, facade, um, okay. <laughs> like, my son knows card tricks. I can't live anymore. Well, and, and then how not long after that was when the parents went to the school to where the dad tried to use the situation that Ryle was in as like an object lesson for unless you attain becoming a lawyer and have people bowing and kissing your feet, you're worthless. Like, and you'll yeah. end up exactly like him. It's like, it's like well, wow, no. there's a lot of leaps. The irony. <laughs> a lot of logical leaps that happened here. There's a lot of space of in between there. It's a slide <laughs> rule. Not a, like the irony of the situation is that this this, you know, parents' exact actions is what led to this like you know, homeless magician being a homeless magician, but from some other set of parents. So it's just like, yeah, I get it. You're like a straight white man who thinks that just because you're in a position of power, that's the only worthwhile way to live. But like, this dude's living his best life. He's just doing some magic for kids. He, he has a best friend who's a bird. He's whimsical. He's happy. Like, he has really cool outfits. Oh, pirate! Oh that one, like, the suit with the flowers on the back, oh, and the, like hell sort of flower yeah. lapel. And you so know nice. he made that all himself. He's a he's got all sorts of skills. Okay, like useful skills that can be transferred to other parts of his life. <laughs> like that was some exquisite three dimensional embroidery on that jacket. And you think he like this man's homeless? You think he went and bought that? I don't think so. He constructed that himself. I just I, it shows like you know sort of. Um, the narrowness that some people can have in viewing what makes, you know, a worthwhile life. Because I feel like a lot of people fall into a trap of the only way to have a quote unquote successful life is, you know, job, house, picket fence, 2.5 kids, car, whatever. That's the only, that's the only blueprint of a successful life. And that's, not really attainable for a large amount of people and also not desirable for a large amount of people and also not the reality of what makes someone's life worth living. And I, I think a lot of that has led into, you know, these this sort of thinking has led into, you know, you hear people be like, who don't think that people on welfare deserve food. Like that that's what this leads to. This sort of way of thinking that only one way of living getting a job mm -hmm. and stuff is the it's like the right way but it is not i really necessarily true. i like sort of at the end you know you mentioned the the driving scene where he was driving really fast and then wound up in the in the field of flowers and at the end where he says i've realized that you can pave a path for me but flowers don't grow on the pavement right yeah flowers grow where it's messy and mm -hmm. so I want flowers in my life, so I need to have some messy in my life. And yeah. like, I I really liked that. Uh, and also, analogy. if you don't, you know, if you don't give people the chance to to fail, people can't learn and grow. So when you see these, you know, parental characters who need perfection at all the time, that's how you break someone because they will never grow. They will just be stunted people. Well, I always get. You know, just seeing, and I, I've learned more watching it in dramas and stuff, but the amount of hours that these students spend it's in insane. school and then the af like the after hours schooling and then the tutoring and then, I mean, this character had a study booth in his bedroom. Like, it's I mean, insane. I always think keeping that cultural difference in mind, too, because it's even more intensified. Like, it's, it's just astounding what a typical student, especially if you're affluent, have money, what, what is yeah. expected out of you and how many hours a day you are actually working on just getting ready for those tests. And it's not healthy. Like, it can't be. 
Mm-hmm. And then it, like, things are awful here too. So I, I wasn't oh, yeah, trying there, to yeah. point. No, things are shit everywhere. Let's not let's not pretend it, it's like just, it's not. I always get struck when I see kind of in a more when it when it is within a show that is kind of showing a little bit more realistic view of schooling and how the things that they do have to yeah. do. It's, it always kind of blows me away. I'm yeah. always like a little surprised by how late the kids stay up and stuff too because like I mean even here my kids are not normal because they go to bed at like like my 10 year old goes to bed at 8 and his friends are like what you know and but he needs to sleep he's 10 he needs sleep right and I'll watch like dramas where these kids are going to bed at 10 11 12 o'clock because they have that much homework and they're and they're 10 years old and they're doing all this homework but they're still at school for like eight o'clock the next morning and stuff and you're like that's not enough time so any final thoughts on the sound of magic because this recording has been going on for a while um i did want to say there are there are already a couple of clips on the swoon on youtube Mm -hmm. i haven't quite watched Mm -hmm. them yet but they look really cute so those are always fun to go check out there's also a um I can't remember the, the the YouTube channel, but it's the one they do a lot of stuff with with kids. They have a have a oh, thing, yeah. and it's um, book, and he's doing magic with kids. So, so is that ODG? Is that the one? I think I think so. I think, I think so. that's, that's the what one that it does, is. Like the re- review yeah. your like career yeah. with. Yeah, no, the, like this the the cast of this show, wild, wildly good cast. Like all of the acting. I mean, I. I'm not schooled in it, but I, I was just really impressed. I just really mm. liked all the acting and stuff. Even even the little sister actress. Oh, she's yeah. so, so good. She's so, she so good. And not just, oh, she cried well. No, like, she was good. Yeah. Also, yeah. again, I, I haven't studied singing, but I sure thought everyone did a heck of a job singing. Oh, like she's her voice is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. All, like the elements fit together. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like there was, you know, any there was nothing over the top, but it was still over the top in an appropriate way. If that makes, if that yeah. makes sense, it makes sense. But even when the magician character, like when Ji Wook was singing, and it would even be kind of a soaring type song, it mm-hmm. didn't. It did not feel pushed or like, oh, we are yeah. going to make him go really la- like extra loud. I, I was amazed at how well he did. I'm not saying that I was expecting him to not do a good job, but I thought he did a really good job. I, I mean, I've I've seen him in stuff, and he has a nice voice. Like, he's not, you know, like, whatever. He's an actor. He's great, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he would sing, I was like, oh, oh, that's a lovely voice. Like, I, I really just had, I'm sure if you're a big Ji Chang Wook fan, you've probably seen him sing before. He probably does it at fan me. But, like, for me, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I. I was not expecting that sort of like there was a richness to his voice that I didn't mm. expect. And I, I I expected it out of Huang and Yip because like yeah, in, in True Beauty he was acted like an idol, so he did yeah. some singing for that one. But excellent, excellent show. I, the, do, do we all give a little little thumbs up to Sound of Magic? Yeah. I highly <laughs> recommend it. I really do, and I I appreciate it being six episodes. I mm-hmm. think it works yeah. to its advantage. I mean. Yeah, it could have been longer, but I thought it was really good. I will say, even though, you know, Netflix is having some problems at the moment, uh, most of their own making, I really hope that we get more, like, musicals and more sort of, like, uh, more unique storytelling methods coming. Because, like, there's been, you know, a lot of dramas that are sort of eschewing a lot of the more, you know, traditional K-drama formats and that have been absolutely incredible. So I hope that we get more of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to see more musicals like, like not, just, sure. not just K-drama version but like other countries yeah, more musicals we, we love musicals musical theater, chef's kiss just absolutely delightful uh, and you, you can tell any story with a little little fun musical number you know what I mean? Yeah. never hurts uh, anyway, thank you for listening to our episode on The Sound of Magic you can listen to us wherever podcasts can be found but if you want all of the links and everything that of the stuff that we talk about, you're going to have to go to certifiednunas.com, our website, where all the links are, will be. And for the episode, because every single episode has its own post with all that information. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash 
certified nunas and become a member of the certified found family the found family is our little band of supporters on the web and we we love them they have such we have a good time uh they have their own little special place on our Discord as well. That's right, we have a Discord, which is super fun, where we do watch parties and have conversations and share music videos and clips and all sorts of fun stuff. And it's really, it's popping over there. We, uh, we have a good time. We have a good time in the Discord. You can find us on social media, you know, Twitter and Instagram, that's the usual place. It's always at certified news one word. And if you are around this coming Saturday, which is Saturday the 21st, we are having yet another live stream on our YouTube channel. You should go like and subscribe on the old YouTube. We're we're doing a weekly live stream. Uh, the return of Idol Manager is coming up this week. Uh, if you were at the last stream for Idol Manager, the struggle was real. But the Party Llamas, our fictional Idol group, uh, we we're gonna try to get us out of the get us out of the hole that the financial hole that we found ourselves in anyway idol manager it's going to be super fun uh that'll be at 3 p.m eastern standard corn time in addition on the 25th of may so next week from the episode that this aired if you're watching it the week that it airs uh we are having a book club jesse will be running a book club slash tv club for the show slash book Pachinko. I just finished reading it. It's excellent. You should pick it up from your library and watch it. The show is airing on uh, Apple TV. That's the place it is. And there's going to be a lovely book club um, on May 25th where we're going to talk. Half of it is going to be about the show and half of it's going to be about the book. So if you don't have time to do both, you can do one and still have a great time. It's going to be super fun. So we're going to do that. And anyway, that's, uh, that's it for our announcements. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to us. We hope that you hang around maybe next week and listen to us again, because we'll be back with another episode. Um, anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week. And we hope you, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask. And as always, stay safe and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.